This is a James Poetry Consultant moment. Hi, I'm James Lynch. I want to share something neat with you, perceptive readers, on this. Uh, you will notice that I recently today released a podcast and it had to do with giving yourself permission, a response, if you will, to an Ethan Hawke commentary or Ethan Hawke TED Talk speech, but, you know, I turn it into a commentary on just a few thoughts that I had on it, the response, how I felt about it. That's all I'm going to share with you on is right now. If you wanted to uh, listen to the podcast, then, you know, you got iHeartRadio, you got uh, uh, one of the ones, Google, um, the Apple podcast. It, you know, it's on all of those. So uh, if you go to James Parsh Production and do a search, you'll be able to, you know, find it because I haven't um, scheduled it to be uploaded on the James Paul Audrey Productions website, which is parkbooks.com yet. And the thing about it is even when I schedule it, a, it may be a week out. So, so I just thought I'd let you know in case you wanted to go ahead and subscribe on one of those avenues and get the podcast, which many of you do. Okay. Now this neat topic that I want to talk about because see it's along the lines of uh, TED Talks you see and uh, I listened uh, because you know it just popped up in the search uh, I listened uh, to about five minutes of another TED Talk I haven't finished it so uh, it's about uh, 20 minutes close to 20 minutes long but uh, this one has to do with Elizabeth Gilbert. And uh, again, I want you to know, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, uh, because in the first five minutes, what she was doing was developing the mental view, uh, trauma, if you will, the way some people look at persons who are creatives. Uh, or especially writers and whether the writers can, you know, top their next uh, book or not, because she was saying uh, that is the response she has gotten from some of her readers about uh, whether she was doomed or not, you know, doomed to never be able to write another great work again. And and she was talking about how that affects her and how she doesn't want to have that view. Uh, she brought out other views that writers have as well of what they battle with. And then they even go through a process of someone become, you know, alcoholics and manic depressants and uh, depressings and things of that nature. Uh, she related what writers go through, creatives, all types of creative people go through and uh, how she doesn't want to have that, that view or that outcome but it is a concern all the same as to why. See, now remember, I haven't listened to the whole uh, speech yet that she's given on TED Talks. But this is what I do want to relate to you, just two things on this James Paul Audrey consultant moment, because um, at least in the beginning part, it sounds like she's asking why is this the case? Why do persons feel this way or what have you or battle with this as if they can't come out with another great work or what have you? Uh, why do uh, creatives go through uh, uh, such uh, difficulties and things of this nature? 
you know, for the record, for the record, because uh, what I'm about to state now is just my own observation of uh, some of these situations of creatives, as they call. The reason why some of them, uh, you know, go into manic depression or what have you, it really is the response to actually the sincerity of their heart that is coming out of their work. Remember, in order to touch on this type of creative level that creatives, artists, you see singers and stuff going to, guess what? They have to be honest with their own feelings and what they're going through and what they're feeling. And it comes out. And then it's like at times, you know, when you put it out there and then to have maybe somebody who is not really constructive criticizing you, but literally just trying to hurt you. See, that can actually affect a tender heart and mind of that nature. You see, and yes, we're taught to have thick skin and things of that nature. But I'm just telling you that is what happens at times. So since they're internalizing everything that's being said and then they're you you see, sometimes don't even know that they're taking on these person's um, feelings towards them or their work. You see, that has another effect. It's like. A person, in a sense, as you would say sometimes, is just being empathic. You see, uh, uh, writers can feel um, uh, really what the person is saying when they're talking to them, whether, you know, at a coffee shop or somewhere else. And they can actually take on the feelings of that person. And then what? Uh, Create characters. Uh, or writing stories and things of that nature. You know, uh, they pay attention to detail. They pay attention, you know, for some writers to what really interests them, whatever it is that interests them, that helps them in their writing, whether it has to do with a person's emotions, whether a person's process or the way that they do things. Hey, that's what they have a tendency to pay attention to detail on. And let me tell you, it, it can be very, very beneficial in a lot of other occupations, which it is. Uh, yet, like I said again, uh, if you don't have a good support system around you or a circle, and remember, it doesn't mean that you got to have a lot of people around you because I'm, I'm sure, you know, a lot of uh, creatives, remember that they can be known as hermits too. They'll go lock themselves in a the room for about five, six, seven days or, or, you know, or somewhere their office, writing office and, and just have maybe a bunch of waters, almost like it's a natural fast for some of them. And they'll create and time will fly by, you know, time will fly by. And then they'll come up and come out with another baby as the term is used. And so, uh, but as I told you, at least within the first five minutes, uh, she was mentioning all of these type of situations and feelings of what's being said to writers and, and, and why do they feel that way or what have you. And I'm just here stating these points on really it does have to do with the influence of the outside world at times, because a lot of creatives 
they are sensitive on the level where, yes, even on the level where they can end up not only uh, being uh, hurt by a real harsh critique or, or well, whatever from their critics, but then guess what? They can actually absorb them mm-hmm, and start feeling things and start feeling ways, not because when they woke up that morning, they were going to feel bad, but it's like, again, that what that person's or the critics are projecting upon that individual has overtaken them uh, and, and they don't even realize it, you see. So with that being said, now this is really getting to uh, one of the reasons uh, or the conclusion of why I wanted to share all this with you. You see, sometimes, and you heard me talk about this before, creatives, creatives, actors, singers, you see, uh, persons on that level, I would say even writers, um, it just depends on really uh, uh, what they're really interested in. You see, they can, uh, like I told you, after absorbing different people's personalities and feelings at times, they can, as one actor um, um, put it, uh, I think I quoted him before, but I'll just this time just quote what he said. He said, you know, you can you actually end up being losing yourself. You actually can lose yourself. You see, depending on what role you're taking. And so uh, with that being stated, the reason why I'm sharing this with you. Sometimes by knowing what a person goes through or what they have to endure or or what have you, it can help you uh, be even more understanding if they don't, you know, always, uh, you know, um, come off in a helpful way like you wish they would, uh, you know, um, that you hoped they would or what have you. And that understanding can go a long way with just forgiveness of the matter. You know, um, I just think about uh, some of the uh, dramatized uh, plays and things in the past when, you know, when when mama actually really said, you know, and, and this was said in real life for some, uh, I know you weren't yourself. That has <laughs> a lot of truth to it for a lot of these uh, persons and major decisions and things, sometimes for some of them, you know, that they've even made in life. And it all has to do with really their psychic psyche and the way that it's made up. And I want to say again about the psyche, no, the psyche is not mentally disturbed. The psyche is not crazy for a lot of these persons. It is, it's not that at all. I told you I would make the argument that they're already on that path to another level of being able to live in peace with everybody because of the way they're already using that thinking ability and spiritual connection 
you see, to bring out these different creative, you see, uh, thoughts and things of that nature. And so with that being said, this is what I'm saying in conclusion. If you created a great work before, you can do it again. Just don't put yourself under any pressure from the external forces that make it seem like you have to do this or have to do that in that way. And it'll come because I'm here to tell you today. And you've heard me uh, tell you this and see soapbox moment. You hear me tell you this. I get ideas going through my mind all the time. But. It came a point after how many years I've been at this now, where it becomes a point when you can see somebody will rather place you in a category of being an unpaid fool, reference that Ethan Hawke uh, podcast I'm talking about, where where they'll just rather keep you in the category of an unpaid fool instead of a lucrative genius of your craft or professional of your craft. Do you get the sense of what I'm saying, perceptive readers? I know you do. Have a very, very wonderful day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.